Hey there, back on the Ohioan, I'm Chris. Uh, back on with us, Pierre Holland Jr. He covers Pro Football Hall of Fame, all kinds of sports for the Canton Repository. Pierre, how's it going? Doing great, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me back. Oh, no problem, man. I love talking sports, and uh, it's fun talking to you about them. Um, hey, over the weekend, crazy times, NFL draft. Uh, we were talking right beforehand. It was really weird for many reasons. But, hey, we're going to focus on the Browns on this segment. Um, you know, first of all, as an overview, we could talk about Deshaun Watson for, you know, 100 hours, you know, with everything going on with the allegations and everything else. Right. But let's put that aside for a second. How smart do you think it is? I, I'm sure the answer is it depends on who you trade for. When you trade draft picks like that, like if you're a GM, would you do that? Because no matter who you're trading for or what's happening, sometimes there's a mindset saying, man, I don't want to trade draft picks. It means so much in the future. And there's other people that say, hey, let's trade draft picks. If we get skill back, we get them. Uh, Browns didn't have a first-round pick this year. Um, how do you look at overall what it means to trade a first-round draft pick? Do you like doing that? Would you ever hold on to them? What's your opinion about that? Um, it really depends on the direction of the team. If you feel like, if you feel like you're like a quarterback away, or you feel like you're uh, a couple positions away, and you feel like you can land that person, it's prob they're probably um, might be suited worth the risk if you want to drape your draft capital. Um, you see a lot of teams do that. I mean, it's not it's not like the Cleveland is the first to do that. It, the Los Angeles Rams, you see them win a Super Bowl and it. They traded uh, swap picks with Jared. They swap quarterbacks, just yeah. getting Matthew Stafford, um, getting all the veteran veteran players like Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. So if you feel like you're, you're a few players away, that you're that close to a Super Bowl, then why not go go gamble? It's not like you're rebuilding or it's not like you're, you feel like you need a, a talented young player when you know you're, you're in a win-now mode. So I think with the draft is really more, uh, you're, you're, it's more of a position needs and uh, building around your team and your farm system compared to teams like the Rams or you can say the Cleveland Browns. Or you can say the Browns are in a win now mode now that they got Deshaun Watson that you will, you're willing to give up um, your first round or a couple couple um, early picks just because you feel like he's worth it. Yeah, and the Browns, they made the determination, hey, Baker Mayfield isn't that guy that's going to take us to the next level. So they made the choice to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, do you think that was smart in light of everything going on? I mean, I will say Deshaun Watson definitely, in my opinion, is a better talented quarterback than anybody that was available in the NFL draft. Um, do you think that trade made sense in terms of everything that went along with it, from the allegations to everything else? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure the Browns organization, they've done their due diligence. They probably did their background check. They want to make sure that the investigation doesn't interfere with what they want or what they expect with Deshaun Watson once they bring him, bring him on. And um, they know that they, they, um, Deshaun has to got to talk to the league and um, see what's his what's going to be his fate or how long he's going to be suspended. They know they know all of that, but they know that they also know that if Deshaun Watson could put the same amount of numbers, even though he's kind of 
out he was out the league for almost two years now. So I don't know if he'll be still that same Deshaun Watson. He's still young, but he's been out the league and we don't know what we will expect from him or but rightfully assuming so if he's still in the middle of his prime, then I'm sure he's just worth the risk or worth taking. And if the if he's that guy who can win your Super Bowl with Cleveland desperately needs all of that will be just tossed out the window and just forget all about it. There's even people who are saying that, hey, it might be better. Um, Deshaun Watson bringing a Super Bowl to Cleveland will be better than what LeBron James did. So yeah. that's how serious they are with Deshaun Watson, that he could be that guy. And if he's worth the risk and if everything checks out um, with his um, investigation, then none of that won't matter at this point. Yeah, everyone was excited when uh, LeBron brought that title to the Cavs, but you, I still think, in my opinion, like you said, it's a Brownstown. I mean, where I think Cleveland loves their Cavs, they love their Indians, now Guardians, but, you know, the Browns seem to have that affinity that even when the Browns are struggling, yeah, they still got people going to the games and everything. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and you know, to another point, too, you know, the Browns traded back. Uh, they originally had their first pick in the 40s. They traded back, but they got three draft picks, which seems to be a good sure. haul for what they traded for. And let's look at the guys. I mean, when you start drafting the third round, I, you know, personally, you know, I follow the NFL pretty heavily. I, I thought I could speak intelligently on the first and half the second round guys, but the third round picks, you got into the, hey, you really got to be, you know, in touch with the draft to talk about a lot of these guys. Uh, they drafted um, nine guys between rounds three and round seven. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, is there one or two guys that really jump out to you for A, their talent level and maybe how they would uh, meet a need for the Browns? There's, there's a few of them. Uh, we can start one with the, the top guy, uh, Martin Emerson from Mississippi State. Um, I think he's the guy who probably kind of fits of what they want in the corner, a guy who is scrappy, who's aggressive, who's a willing tackler, a guy who can at least compete on the opposite end of uh, your of Denzel, Denzel Ward. Or at least a guy who at least will get somewhere in the midst because um, competing with Newsome and um, Greedy Williams, but we still don't know what we're going to get with that guy being at his injuries. So having another corner like that um, beginning the mix, I think was um, an, a good stellar pick for them. Uh, David Bell, I'm also, I'm very intrigued about him. And um, the reason why, because he's a big body receiver. He's going to make those big time ca- make those um, tough catches and win those 50-50 balls when you need them to. Uh, what I think why he fell all the way to 99 was because, obviously, um, his 40 time was not appealing. He, what, I think he ran a 4-7. But what's, what's, what's kind of ironic in a way is when I, watched, when I watched some highlights and some films on him, he did kind of remind me of Jarvis Landry. And I think that's what kind of the Browns were looking at him and why they liked him um, because he's a possession receiver like a Jarvis Landry type player and kind of ironic. Jarvis Landry ran a 4.77 in his combine. So I think um, adding David Bell was um, probably filled that void of a, a big buy receiver and um, getting in the mix of someone Deshaun Watson can throw to. Um, 
the main priority was obviously what I thought was the big need for the for the Browns was their um, defensive front, uh, especially that defensive tackle spot. So I was kind of interested in how they're going to approach that. Uh, game Perry on Winfrey was kind of a steal. I I was I was actually kind of surprised he landed that far, but um, adding him and and bringing uh, more rushers like um, Alex Wright from UAB who was who was very productive. Um, Isaiah Thomas, you got him late. Having those guys to build that defensive front and provide more depth, I think was very um, a priority for the Browns. I think they did a good job on that. So there's not really a, a star player, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably what uh, what this draft was pretty much with all of this year is um, this year's draft is there's not really a uh, a superstar caliber player, and I think the Browns knew that and why why they dra- they traded back like they did because um you're not going to get a, a you're going to get some quality depth but you're not going to find the guy and if they do then more power to them but i think with just getting as much picks and building the depth around especially on your defense i think that i think that's what the the, pro, the browns did yeah, and who knows how any of these guys would do. I mean, it's a draft. Sure. We could kind of look at how they did in college, but, you know, who knows how it translates to the pros. But I could tell you, Perry on Winfrey, if he's going to be great or not in the NFL, he at least won the media press conference. I, I heard he had a crazy one. He was, you know, barking during the press conference. Uh, he seemed to gain a lot more <laughs> Browns fans during that one. <laughs> I didn't see that, but if he actually did that, that was being funny. Um Oh yeah, people loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, I think well, another another guy to watch out, and um, we I think we even talked about this in our last chat. They got a kicker. You guys needed a yeah. kicker. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask about that because it, it's funny. I mean, you know, you think about Sebastian Jankowski, who was a first round pick, and you know, after that. You know, sometimes teams get mocked, you know, especially if you draft somebody like that in the first round. But anywhere from fourth round on up, people are starting to question stuff. What do you know about Cade York? I mean, a lot of discussion I heard said, man, if you draft a kicker fourth round, he better be good. I mean, not hopefully he can win the kicking competition, but this guy better be the, you know, the Chris Boswell or or the the kickers that the Ravens or uh, Bengals have. Uh, you think Cade York could be that guy? I mean, you're putting a lot of faith in him as a fourth-round pick. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about Cade York. I didn't really really looked into looking at kickers. It's not just not really my cup of tea, to be honest. If I just know that the Browns, it's a need. You, yeah. you need a kicker out there. So f- you just find the best you can find, and you feel like Kate is your guy, then then why not? I mean, it's not like you don't have anything to lose if you or to say that is a wasted pick because that's that's something that you need. So I, I don't have a real problem with them getting Kate Yorga if they want to. I mean, there's some pretty decent kickers. He, him, um, I was even looking at the punter from San Jose State. That yeah. I was curious of where he's going to land. I mean, that one particular play that went viral uh, against San Diego State, that, what, that punt that went all the way to 90 yards, Yeah, that that's a major difference. And if if you can get a guy like that or someone like Kate York, who's, you know, today's kickers now, this nowadays can kick as far as 60, 70 yards now. So if he has that, that leg and that can make a difference, then um, 
I think it would be a it was a good pick for the Browns just to address that kicking position. I think it was the best one out there. Well, if you look at this too, I mean, think about you know Justin Tucker for the Ravens, what he means for them. Sure. Where yeah, granted the Ravens weren't a great team last year, but the fact that he was a amazing kicker helped has helped them win more games over the years than they've lost. Uh, you think about the kid from Cincinnati came out of nowhere. It seemed like McPherson. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, a couple of playoff winning kicks that you know maybe the yeah. Bengals don't get as far as they can. Um, you know, the Steelers with Chris Boswell, he had a really bad year, but other than that, he's been very consistent. And you know, like you said, if they need a kicker, uh, you know, sometimes a, a field goal is the difference between a win and a loss. Uh, AFC North looks to be extremely competitive this year. So you got to get a kicker. I guess my only concern with there is, hey, in the fourth round, let's make sure he's good. And uh, you're right, Peter. I mean, we're not scouting kickers. You know, who knows? He Maybe was, this guy's the bomb. But, you he, know, I don't he know. Was, he was part of that national championship team. I, I yeah. failed to mention that. He's been an All-American. He does have the resume. He, he is capable oh, yeah. of making the kicks that when you need him to. So I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even have a problem with um, picking Kate York or for that matter. Right. And to your point, too, hey, if you're getting that guy and if you say, hey, this guy is that guy, draft him earlier. Don't wait until somebody picks him up in the sixth round. So it's it just, you know, their point confidence, he could be the guy. And you know, as Peter said, I don't think we have any reason to think why he can't be that guy. But hopefully, for the Browns' sake, he is that guy, or, or, or you could question that. I think the only other thing, and, and there's a bunch of picks, and we're not breaking down every pick. I thought it was kind of interesting. The Browns have a lot of depth, obviously, at running back. Um, you know, Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt. Hunt's going into his last year. Um, and then Dearness Jackson, which, uh, there's some question to say, is he going to come back or not? Uh, because at best he's going to be a third round pick. So they got the kid from Cincinnati, um, Jerome Ford, I believe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, Jerome Ford. It, it was interesting. And, you know, they kind of questioned the coaches afterwards saying, Hey, why'd you do that? You're pretty, um, you know, seemed to be pretty set running back. And they seemed impressed with his playmaking ability and his skill level and everything else. I'm wondering what that means for the rest of the guys because usually NFL teams carry maybe three backs at most. Um, does that mean anything, or or is it like the Browns coach said say, "Hey, this guy can make plays. Let's put him in, and see what happens." It's probably a little, maybe, probably a little similar to both, I guess. Um, yeah. Jerome, Jerome Ford, um, in particular, he's I don't think we're really staying out. He's a He's a he's a hard nosed runner, that's for sure. Um, I I saw a couple of games where he just trucking guys, um, so I think that's kind of the probably the kind of running back they were looking for in in Jerome Ford and why they picked him. But as far as um with the death death perspective, yeah, um, he's not really an ideal Neil, but it's someone that you can good to have uh, with um, Nick Chubb. Uh, you mentioned about Kareem Hunt going his final year to contract. Dearness Johnson, I don't know if he can duplicate like he did last last season. So you want to have that guy who can be – you want to have at least four to five running backs on your roster um, in, in the 53-man roster. And, uh, and Jerome Ford, it, it, you just see what you're going to get with him. But you're also going to take into account that if he's willing to be on special teams too, that's also going to be uh, – uh, uh, come down to if he could um, – 
if he'll make that rock, make the, um, that Browns team. So I think that one with Jerome Ford, um, I know it was not really a need, but it's also a good player to have, especially with the running back position. Um, cause we don't know how, cause there's no, what's the, what's the word to, um, to say there's no leverage or no, right. or there's, there's no continuity with running backs anyway. So you, I wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a bother if you draft a running back every year, just because uh, you never know what could happen if one guy gets injured or one player gets hurt. So I think just continue to build the depth of that position, it, I think is probably um, necessary, especially for the Browns. Definitely, and you know I think for the Browns, hey, they made the move for Deshaun uh, Watson. Um, you know, hey, they did what they did, which is fine. Um, I, I was a little bit concerned about their depth. I, I think they addressed the depth, um, you know, with, you know, a lot of the picks they had. Um, you know, the big questions, and, you know, Miles Garrett said it when uh, he was trying to <laughs> recruit Jamie uh, Clowney on social media. You know, it's that defensive line. Uh, they made a couple good pickups. Can these guys develop? Could these guys play off um, Garrett as early as this year? Or can the Browns, you know, keep, um, you know, clowning? Um, can the Browns, um, you know, David Bell, you're impressed by him. Could he be that number two guy? So so I think the Browns got better in the draft. I, I think the, that receiver and that defensive line question is going to be the big one as they approach training camp. Yeah. Um, like a, It's like you say, we don't know how any of those guys are really going to pan down, especially when you never really have a first-round pick. So... When so, but there's there's guys that have first round grades, but still will fall somewhere in the second or third, especially in that wide receiver spot because it was it was loaded. You, you, there were so many guys that were just picked left and right. So we'll we'll see how the Browns um turn out. I mean, I think they're addressing the that defensive front. I think that should that was a priority for them. You know, just. Um, building a depth, and because we know that we can, we can all agree that this is not a this is not a talented class in general. Right. So we don't really know. There's not really a star caliber player. We just know that if we're gonna, that I think that's also why a lot of these teams got more active in the free agent market than right. and just don't file win a drag because you know you don't have to force any of these players to start right away when you can just develop them and play behind the players, um, the veterans that are ahead of them that are likely to make an impact right away. Because you don't expect a lot of these guys you're going to hit hard. If you get Even if you get at least one or two guys, one or two guys that might see the field, then that probably will be a, a win for, for the Browns. Yeah, I think you'll see some guys being signed in free agency. Um, you know, that was kind of pulled a hole a little bit in the uh, preparation for the draft. But uh, you've already seen, like, the Steelers sign to safety right after the draft. And I think you're going to continue to see that. You know, obviously the Browns are going to be interested in JV on climbing. But maybe, you know, if Landry doesn't come back, maybe they'll look for another receiver, uh, veteran receiver out there. So, I, I mean, the moves haven't stopped being made, and the Browns still have some money to play with. All right. Well, Peter, well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. 
Love having you on to talk sports. We want to continue doing this with you. Uh, we're also going to record, and we'll get this out today. Uh, we're also going to record a short segment about the Bengals because as the Ohioan, we cover each team in Ohio. So, Peter, thanks for your time, uh, and have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.